right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right, we back at it again. Episode 29 coming up on 30 in the building. Yeah, dude. Uh, there's been a lot that happened in the last week. Like, Has weirdly, uh, a bunch of sports stuff, I think. That oh okay it, you know the world things it, there's always some stuff going on um but before we jump into the topics of the day and some more percentages as we discussed in the pre-show um <laughs> number 29 who you got i think i know who you may go with you have zero clue who i'm gonna go with zero yeah? i'll put you know what i'll let you say who it is and hey, can i can i make sure that he wore 29 <laughs> I'm fairly certain, and it's someone I thought of. I lied. Uh, we were 32, maybe in college. Mm-mm. Really? <laughs> I was so confident that he wore 29. No, he wore 32. Okay, I take it back. I don't know Who where you're you thinking. Who Cedric thinking? Benson. My guy. Love me some Cedric I know. Benson. My dude, but, that, yeah, that's, nah, but that's why I thought it would be obscure enough that you would be confident that I wouldn't say it. But then I learned he didn't wear 29. In my head, are, he definitely wore 29. There are a lot of great Texas Longhorns who wore 29. You know, like like Earl Thomas wore 29. Um, what's the dude name? Uh, uh, I think Mike Huff might have worn. Like it was been, it's been some dope uh, Longhorns. Definitely Earl Thomas Is this wore 29. I'm but they didn't wear it at Texas. They wore it like in the pros. Like Eric Wait, I, think, I think I know who I was. Eric Berry's a, a good That's one. my guy. That's uh, no, my 25. guy. I thought maybe Jamal Charles said, but he was 25. That's my dude, too. Track star. But my pick, <clears throat> I think you're going to like this one a lot, actually. I think you're going to, I think you're going to like Haji Fuller. Just don't take mine. It's not, okay. it's definitely not going to be yours. Okay. My number 29 that I'm honoring this week is a man whose nickname was Boojum. Yup, you like who the fuck is Boojum? Don't be trying to Google. Let me just let me just read you off. No, I was I was I'm pretty I'm preparing for a few few weeks from now. I had a name pop in my head that needs to be addressed, but go ahead. Ernest Judson Wilson, also known as Judd Wilson, nicknamed Boojum, was an American third baseman and first baseman and manager in Negro League baseball. He played for the Baltimore Black Sox, the Homestead Grays, and the greatest team in the history of the Negro League, the Philadelphia Stars. Between 1922 and 1945, Wilson was known for possessing a unique physique, a quick temper, and outstanding hitting skills. That is one line of a bio you would never read in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. One of the Negro League's most powerful hitters, his career batting average of 351 career batting average. Lightwork ranks him among the top five players ever. So I want to just read one more thing that's going to cement this man in both of our hearts. Okay. So when I was looking up these numbers, I was looking up who I was going to go to, who I was going to uh, use. It was really hard to pick. And then I came across uh, Boojum. And I was like, you know what? He played for my Philly team. He has light work when it comes to these statistics. But this is what really sold me. This right here. Pitcher Satchel Page claimed that Wilson and Chino Smith were the t- two toughest outs he ever faced. Wilson hit 375 against Page. Catcher Josh Gibson said that Wilson was the best hitter in baseball. I'm out. Done. Peace. Okay, so good night. 
uh, and that was episode 29. Uh, <laughs> That's dope, right? That, that, that is dope. That is dope. It, it also makes me a little upset that I don't think we gave Satch love for 25. Um, you mentioned Satch? We had a whole section of Satch. Well, I know we did a bunch of Satch, but yeah. as always, Satch gets some love on this oh, for sure. program. For sure, for sure. We'll do it. We'll do it when he, I think, 49, because that's the year he retired his age. I feel like he retired like 40. I mean, we'll do it then. I mean, we, we, I mean there's probably going to be other people to discuss at 42, but we could do 42 when he was a rookie. Other people to discuss at 42? <laughs> <laughs> I like how you talked about Sachi Page and said, there's somebody else at 42, too. I mean, yeah, Mo Vaughn is still there, so. <laughs> Not even another Mo to discuss at 42. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your 29, sir? Uh, baseball as well. Mm-hmm. I This was one of the first weeks in a little while that I didn't even look at, like, who else was at those numbers, where I was like, yeah, that this is my guy. Um, one of my favorite people in all of baseball. It hurts my heart that he was only with the Red Sox for one year because it was one of the best years of his career. Um one of the greatest third basemen of all time, in my eyes. I'm going with uh, my guy, Adrian Beltre. Ooh, don't touch his hair, Adrian Beltre. Do not touch his hair. But, yeah, we're, we're 29 with four different teams. One mm. for, uh, you know, each of his all-star silver sluggers, five-time gold glover, two-time platinum glove winner. Um, and just, like, like, put up, like, really – I feel like he doesn't get enough love for no, how he great he is. He's one of the most consistent players of our generation. Comfortably so. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, it's like, I don't know how many third basemen you put above him. Maybe, I mean, Mike Schmidt, mm-hmm. Chipper Jones, maybe. Mm-hmm. That might be it. I mean, it depends on how you view him, but A-Rod. He's a, he's a shortstop. He's I mean, the best shortstop like, I've ever seen. I mean, the other, <laughs> the other, um, the other 29 that we didn't mention, Schmotzi. I know he's a pitcher, but what pitcher are you picking him at? So I think that it becomes a little bit hard with certain players like that who can transition to other areas. But yeah, I mean, come on, man. He was the yeah, show. It, it's still, when I look at his season in Boston, it hurts me because there was never a player that's so, well, that, that's probably a little too general of a statement. Manny and Manny did it pretty well. But the few players that utilized the monster and were as tailor made for that ballpark as he was. He hit 49 doubles, 28 homers, 100 RBIs, hit over 320, uh, which I believe was, you know, about th- maybe his third best hitting season, mm-hmm. uh, an OPS over 900, had almost 200 hits. I mean, again, like over a quarter of his hits were doubles. Like he was just Dude, he could- mashing. And the funny thing was, he wasn't that fast. Like he just knew how to hit well enough that he 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 had the most doubles I've ever seen standing up. Like out of every player of our of our younger age, like he always was standing up. Like he slid, of course, but he which is to, crazy because I've always I've also never seen so many people's swings end up with them on one knee. Vlad. No, he was just all over the place. By the way, his <laughs> Vladdy Jr. hit a home run against the Red Sox. My dad and I were talking about this a couple of nights ago. He made his dad very proud. Because it was two inches off the ground. <laughs> and he hit it over the wall. <laughs> I love it. I love that, man. 
and I didn't, I didn't, I, I did not look up Adrian because we didn't talk, we don't talk about our picks until we get on air. Thank um, you. For my memory serves me right, he just missed every great team that he was on. Yep. Like it's weird. Like it was just like, oh yeah, you kind of either came a little bit too late or a little too early. Well, I don't know that I, I don't know that you could say that because it's not like he just missed per se. Oh no, he well actually he was in the World Series with Texas in eleven. Okay. He was there. I wasn't sure if he, he was there. Left. Yeah, he, he was because he was in Boston twenty ten and then went to Texas twenty eleven. Okay. Um so like he was there for that. He didn't really just miss any of the Boston teams. It was 07 and like 08 they were contending. 09 was nothing really. 10 wasn't anything. Um, and then when he was in, like, it, Seattle never, like, really contended. But 12, wasn't Boston nasty in 12? No, they were nasty-ish in 11 until they had the most historic collapse in the history of September baseball. But we were not going to discuss that. Okay, September massacre. Continue. Yeah, it's it's why Adrian Gonzalez has is never going to be loved here, even though he was the best player on that team. Gonzo! Um, but, you know, think about this as a fan, as a Philadelphia sports fan. Think about how you would react to a player doing this after you had a nine-game division lead in September and you didn't make the playoffs. And his response at the end of the season was, I guess it just wasn't in God's plans. Could you imagine saying that to Boston fans or Philadelphia sports fans? I mean, in, in Philadelphia, we would cheer him lovingly and send him a lot of thank you A notes. gift basket, yeah. Yeah, you know. It might have C4 in that basket, but it's a gift to somebody. Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> also, if I, I still stand by this. As much as I don't like Jacoby Ellsbury for going to the Yankees, he would have won the MVP that year in 11 had they not blown it. His numbers were stupid. He was definitely on steroids, but... <laughs> We gotta he's make got, that list. He's got like we gotta you make. You ever look at the Brady Anderson? We you ever got, look at the Brady Anderson numbers? No, it's like make, the most obvious steroid season ever. He no, hit like his home runs were like 12, 15, 13, 18, 11, 50, 17, 16. No, we gotta make that list. You were obviously on steroids list. Like we gotta, <laughs> if, and it has to be people who have never admitted it and were never caught. Like it has to be like that. We gotta. I, make I, that I list. think Ellsbury was caught. At some point, or there was like I think it was more suspicion. than suspicion. I thought it was just suspicion. I didn't think he ever got caught. So we're saying like never, never got caught. Like you can get suspicion, but like um, Yankees plan to not pay Jacoby Ellsbury. <laughs> so they just, they were just like, yeah, we're not paying him. Who's the guy from the Brewers? I can't remember right now. I can see his face. Ryan, Ryan Braun. Braun. Dude, I remember when we – He when, got a FedEx uh, guy fired. Yeah, when I was when I was, when I went to Milwaukee to do Habitat work, um, it was the first game that Jason Wirth came with the Nationals, and they were playing, and we were on the third base line. And, like, everybody – all of these students that I'm bringing down to Milwaukee are like, you ain't worth anything. And he's, like, laughing. He's, like, he's like at third base, like, they must be from Philadelphia. He looks at us, and then we're like, we're from Philly. Sorry. Like, it was, like, one of those things. And then the last remember, thing he expected to find in Milwaukee was the game <laughs> Philadelphia. Dude, we had, like, 20 of us. Like, it was – I felt bad for the dude. I didn't even yell at him. I was like, I got, I'm not even going to – I'm going to chill right here. I'm going to – going to fall back um and ryan braun was just like the hebrew hammer dude yeah and he was he was also i think baseball players don't get enough i mean this is probably because they're most of them white that we talk about uh not us but like the media they are way more athletic 
than we give them credit for. Like the way oh, that they, sure. they cut, the way that they circle around bases, I think it's because they stand around so much that we forget that they actually do move at some point. And when they do well, move, no, no, that that's what crazy. I was gonna say. I I that's I've always said this about baseball. I think it's it's much like soccer to me, where like I can totally understand if you don't get the little intricacies, it just looks mm-hmm. boring. Stuff's not happening. But if you do understand the little in- intricacies, you're like, oh, there's something happening at all times. Yep. Um, but yeah, we can definitely we'll, we'll definitely draft up a list. Uh, Dude, that's we'll a see. hilarious list. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's that's a hilarious one. list, dog. Yeah, no, he it definitely is be a good was one. On <laughs> no, how did so, you say it? He obviously was on steroids. That's the I, list. I, I, yeah, he was definitely on steroids. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a trip down in the next couple of months. Yeah. What we'll do is we'll just start to put together all these lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, both brainstorming solo and just making larger lists we gotta do our 75 at some point by the way that's, that's what i was pointing at i was pointing at you i like, knew that's what you were we thinking gotta, about yeah come i knew on, that's man. what you're thinking about it had to um but i okay so speaking of things that some people find boring but because we understand the little intricacies um you know i don't want to spoil who you know could be eligible now for number 30 um, do you want to talk about that in terms of understanding the little intricacies of the beautiful game that is uh, soccer and one certain <sighs> transfer? Are, are you ready to process it yet? Or <laughs> I, I am, I am, I am fully ready to process it. I'm not even. I'm literally like, I tried to get mad about it like a week ago, and I was like, I feel nothing about this. Like, I feel nothing which negative crazy, about it, which is crazy. It's, but I think it's also the correct thing. Yeah, because at, at some point in time, well, one. We're talking about Lionel Messi. Some may say the greatest of all time. Um, I think he's definitely top five, maybe even top three. I don't know if I can give him the GOAT status just because, you know, like it's just the greatest so of all time, not named Ronaldinho. <sighs> it's, yeah, it's so many players that it's just like, depending he's on just how. He's following Ronaldinho. Him. He just wants to play for all Ronald. He's going to go to AC Milan <laughs> next. He's going to go Flamenco next. And then it's yeah. going to be like, he's going to go to jail. And somehow we're going to be okay with it. Like, well, hey, <laughs> he he did the tax evasion thing. He could have done it. He, he was trying. He tried. He was trying. He was trying to be Ronaldinho. But Lionel Messi now plays for the best team in the worst league in soccer, probably in my entire lifetime, at least in the last decade. It's crazy. They signed in the same transfer window. They signed the captain of Barcelona and the captain of Real Madrid. That's stupid. And and the best goalkeeper from the Euros. And you know what's funny? Still not going to win. Nah, they're going to win their league. Win. No, they win their oh, league. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to win. They, 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 also, they, they, win, they didn't win their league last year, which is I crazy. As, um, but I think they're going to win their league. They're not going to win. They go against all of the other powerhouses in the world. They're going to be like, they're going to get finished think- like fifth and be like, we don't know what happened. I'm like, because y'all don't play anybody. You can't play cupcakes all year. And then we have to play. They're going to be the, the for sure favorites in the Champions League. Of course they will. Dude. But of then course. again, Man City was and they haven't won it. You dig? So like for me. It's weird because like I never respected PSG. I, I was always like anti. It is a farmers league. It is a farmers it's, league. It's whack though. Like it's in it, and it, like it's, of the top five leagues, it's like the the separation. However, you want to sort mm-hmm. the other four, it's so far fifth. Oh, it's so far fifth. And this is also something. So I don't know how you feel about it. PSG also like they technically dominated the league, but they don't do like some dream team shit. Like if you're gonna be that good and that bad of a league, yo, I need you to get eight goals. Just just wild out, like just go crazy. Just be like fuck they need it. The Warriors people, yeah, you do just get make people so mad that they trying to red card your coach. Like do make it just make I, it insane. This might be the lineup that does it. I it should be it should be and and you know and I like Barcelona for me over the last I think over the last three Excuse years. Me, it's, 
Barcelona. No, nah, until, until they get their finances right, they don't get the Bisca Barcelona. Barcelona. No, they get the Barca boys or they get Barcelona until they get their finances in order. And <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think for me as a Barcelona fan, which I which I am for a very, very, very long time, they actually are the only um, team I rooted for soccer wise ever outside of any national team. Like that's my squad, like for, since the beginning, it just feels like we have been a victim of our own success. Like it's like that one year where we like had like the most historic, yeah, the most historic season, and then we were just like, then what else is there? And then Ron, Ronaldo leaves, and then it's like, what else is there? And then it becomes this thing where if we don't win every medal and every trophy, then it's somehow it's a failure. And I think that we lost our way with that. So if this means that we can rebuild in some type of way and actually raise our own players, which we haven't done in a generation, in like a I don't know the last, yeah, the last great Barcelona player who came up through the farm system and then made and it into Barcelona. is supposed to be the one. Supposed to be, you know, so it's, and I'm happy for Messi, man. Like Messi did everything he he could possibly do at Barcelona. Um, the only thing that could have happened while I was at Barcelona was him winning a World Cup and I had nothing to do with Barcelona. So it's I mean, like. That's the only thing he's missing. Yeah. And missing, like, to be like, oh, you're missing a World Cup. And he won best player of the World Cup at least once. So it was like, yeah. it wasn't you, do you see? Do you see Aguero's trying to leave now? I'm not surprised. Like he was like, just, yeah, I went to play with Messi. <laughs> yeah. Like do, it, does it does it make you happier? Do you feel? I mean, like you said, you don't feel like too some type of way about it. But mm-hmm. does it make you happy to know that like he'll be back with uh, our boy Neymar? No, no, because Neymar. I fucks with. I still rocks with Neymar, but I become so much less of a fan of Neymar in we, the we last discussed like this, yeah, yeah, in the last like three or so. Same around the time when Barcelona started like. Rubbing me the wrong way, Neymar started I mean, that, rubbing me those the wrong MSN way. days were different. Oh, yeah, it was wild, absolutely wild. So, it's I think that I'm happy that they're back together because they seem to actually really be tight and cool, and that's cool to see. But at the end of the day, if you can't find something to play for with Barcelona, you can get real bored playing for PSG, and that's just my personal opinion. I just feel like I don't think Neymar enjoys playing with PSG, I think that he enjoys the fact that he has his own team, even though he's not the best player on his own team. Like, I think that that's really where it gets weird because Messi, I think, is one of those dudes who needs a challenge. Like, I don't think that – I think when Ronaldo left, I think it was easily to show that Messi was not going to be here at all. Like, I really do feel like that because we don't have a real rivalry team-wise. We have players who we are rivals with. Like, that's just kind of what it is. Like, sure, there's teams that – You dig? There's, t- there's teams who don't like us, but we don't care. Like, we've always been, like – top level so it was like yo come meet us where we are or we're just going to wipe it feels you know the more you talk about it like because i have to make this spin on it it Mm -hmm. feels kind of like what happened to the patriots where it's like suddenly everything caught up to them financially they're like yeah we can't give anyone any money Mm -hmm. like all of our contracts are tied up because all we cared about was winning and now we have no money and then your best player leaves and you don't feel like upset at the player Mm -mm. it's like i and like, there's a lot of parallels like, yeah, you wanted yeah. to go live in a, you know, I mean, Barcelona is pretty damn nice, but like yeah. you want to live in a potentially more luxurious place. And I'm not going to go pay. ball out. And honestly speaking, if I was the general manager of Barcelona, I'm not paying Messi a hundred million, hundred and nine million dollars over two years. Yeah, he's, he's getting like in messy terms, like this contract is small. Yeah. So it's like, well, if that's what you want to take, he's getting go, Spencer Dinwiddie money. <laughs> I think that over uh, Messi's entire lifetime, what is we paid him like 500 million euros or something crazy. Like it's wild. His last contract was four years, 684 million dollars. 
Yeah, but I don't. I think there was some because of the tax shit. I think there was like part of Maybe. that contract. Kinda... Did you see the contract offer he got from a team in Qatar? No. Three years for a Billy. I don't believe Qatar has a Billy to give Messi. I think that's one of those. <laughs> I think that's one of those New York Knicks contracts. LeBron will give you percentage in Madison Cooper Garden, and then he was like, "Yeah, you get some equity." That. Yeah, it was like you can't do that. He's like, "Oh, never mind." So, uh, speaking of what can and can't be done in the NBA, this was another thing I, I wanted to discuss because this is something we discussed of someone else mm-hmm. who doesn't get enough credit. Um, but Chris Paul moving on from being the president of the Players Association. Wait, wait, can we go back to Messi real quick? I just yeah, looked it up. Absolutely. So, Messi, talk about Leo. Messi has made $875 million on the pitch and 375 off of it. Something like. $1.2 billion in career earnings um, before taxes and agent. But like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why even those 1.2 taxes take half that shit. And then you got agent fees and shit like that. So in theory, at minimum, he's made $500 million from Barcelona and his off the field stuff combined. He's fine. You know? Oh, and if yeah. He it was money, never. I, yeah. See, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with two years from now. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, yeah, I feel like the the Mellis. two leading <laughs> thoughts are Inter Miami, and or maybe if Barcelona figures out their finances going back there somehow. But I don't think that's kind of. I think MLS is the move. He wants he'll go play in Miami. I highly doubt that any trophy Messi wins in Paris, he's going to care about even close to nah. as much as anything he's ever run in Barcelona. So I don't think he will go back to Barcelona because it's not about winning anymore. I think it's just about compiling stats, um, becoming the greatest scorer so far past everybody else that nobody's going to be able to get it, um, becoming more of a celebrity um, because he spent his entire life in Spain and kind of riding that equity. I think, you know who I think did this, who who made the blueprint for this was David Beckham. I think David well, Beckham. Well, that who, that's who owns Miami now too. Yeah. And, and you say Miami kind of, I think, jogged that for me. Because if you think about it, David Beckham doesn't get enough credit for being a great soccer player because he was known for everything outside of soccer. Like, it was just like, he's handsome. Look he was known for wife. being a model, yeah. Yeah, but he was – David Beckham – He was gold. Is, oh, he was a fucking – I think he was fucking amazing at what he did, but we were just like, yeah, but he's handsome. Like, it was just like one of these weird things where it was just like – like Brad Pitt. We had this conversation. I think Brad Pitt is one of the greatest actors of our generation, but people don't look at him as that because he's just a, a handsome person. They'd be like, yeah, but mm-hmm. he's sexy. And I'm like, what does that have to do with his ability to act? Right. Like, that's just one of those things. But I Which think that's crazy that like that like, – like, like, those are the things that are driving me crazy because it's like – like Justin Timberlake's a good one where it's like – Somehow it's a bad thing that he's good at everything. It's like, oh, he's why is he good at everything? I don't know. That's pretty damn impressive if you ask me. Like, that, why is you that a negative? <laughs> yeah, you would think. And then at some point in your success, like David Beckham, like Brad Pitt, like Justin Timberlake, you don't care about attaining more success. It's about growing your brand. It's about growing your equity. It's about the legacy. Now, I don't even think it's legacy because what more could Justin Timberlake do to add to his legacy? I don't even think that I really don't know if there's anywhere else he could go above where he is. He's not going to go, he's not going to move up the list probably of greatest musicians ever. He's probably not going to move up the list of greatest entertainers ever. So there's really nowhere for him to go except for just expand where he already is. And be the man, yeah. Where, yeah, where he owns it. And I think David Beckham realized, dude, England ain't never winning the World Cup. No offense. Uh, so I might as well leave and go move around and make as much money as I possibly can, keep modeling and start new businesses and just live life because at the end of the day, I'm probably not going to be able to win more than I've already won. 
I'm not gonna be known for more. He's than won that, everything there for. is to win. Yeah, like e- even even like he finally got the monkey off his back and won the Copa America, which he mm-hmm. hadn't done. That had driven it. Like remember the last time they lost it in 16, he said he was gonna retire from the national team. It broke him that yeah. bad. Yeah. And he came back and he won it. So it's like, yeah, he has nothing. I mean, it, for some time now, he's had nothing to prove to anyone. Yeah. yeah. He had um, a movie about him where he wasn't even in it. Right. You know how wild that is? Like, you are in the prime. When you're like in the 30, in your 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're in the prime of your life, uh, athletic-wise. And they make a movie about you that you're not in. And everybody knows that this movie is, it, your name is in it. Like, ain't that wild? Like, imagine if Space Jam didn't have Michael Jordan in it. And it was player 99, like NBA Live. And But they just kept being like, this guy also plays for the Bulls, so we know who it actually is. Or what was the MLB player for Barry Bonds? <laughs> uh, uh, John Dowd. John Dowd. It was John Dowd. And somehow he had an elbow brace on, a dangly earring, and his head was, as they, as Google might say, a seven and five eighths cap bullshit, a nine and a half cap. Eight and five sevenths. You dig? His, his, his helmet was his cap. I mean, I, I'm gonna go, but eight and seven fifths. So it's we're in the nines now. Mm-hmm. Because you know, uh, baseball hats are like how uh, people wear. Um, what's it called? People wear like pants. Let me go a size smaller. But these are your perfect size. Let me go a size smaller. <laughs> They're gonna look better. It's crazy. Yeah, I I will say, I'm gonna watch PSG games now though because I just want to see it. You know, it might be a spectacle, and I get it's not as natural. Like, it'll look weird. Even just seeing him hold a shirt with a number 30 on it didn't look right. It looked right to me because when um, – I'm glad I'm – in retrospect, I'm glad it's not 10. I don't want you wearing your yeah. Barcelona number. And when Danny Alves left Barcelona, my other guy, he wore number three, which I also thought always looked swag for him. And I was like – and I think that helped me see Messi as 30. I was like, all right, I can see that. Like, it is what it is. Um, I'm a, I'll watch highlights of PSG, but I'm not sitting through two hours of PSG play the high school of Lower Marion or whatever. What about Champions League? Will you be tuning in for sure to those? I usually watch Champions League, so yeah, yeah, yeah I'll make sure true. that yeah. But I don't, I don't usually look for PSG games in Champions League, but I will now. So yeah, I think there's something there. Yeah, because I just assume they're gonna lose, I, so like, I don't really I, care. I, yeah, it's like I don't want to play PSG though. I'll say that. I think well, the last time we played PSG, we beat them. Two legs, mm-hmm. some light. The thing that PSG, I mean, I, has, I haven't reviewed their entire roster, but I'm assuming that. I mean, I know offensively speaking, but I know I'm assuming yeah, that they're not a physical team, though. So oh, I they, think are. If you they get, are now. Sergio Ramos is the backbone now. Sergio they're, Ramos. They're going to get all the red cards. Ser, Sergio Ramos. See, that's different. That's literally you kind of cheating. I'm talking about like you were able to inflict physical punishment on a team the entire game and do it in within the rules to wear them down. See, I think so. Cause I think Marquinhos is a great defender. I think Kim Pembe is a great defender. Ramos is Ramos. You have I'm talking Donnarumma about their offense. That. I'm talking about like the opposite oh, okay. team. Play. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like they have players. Oh, like, like you're going to have someone running into Van Dyke. <clears throat> that's what I'm, yeah. Where okay. it's just like, I got, I got what you mean. And I think that's how you're gonna have to play them because you're not gonna beat them on speed more than likely. You're not gonna beat them on flair more than likely. You're gonna have to beat them in a more, com- like a more combative way of playing soccer. You gotta you like have to play like the Germans. Play like you the Germans. Play like the Germans. And they're plotting. They're not racing up. They're like, no, we're bringing us up at our own leisure. 
Yeah, it's going to be how do you how do you beat a team that wants a fast break? You play. Yeah, you play Spurs basic. Ball. Yeah, that, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. how you got to do. Like, you, 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 gotta gotta go to you don't go uh, Pep Guardiola, you know. Uh, especially because at this point, I mean, I haven't watched Neymar in the last couple of years. I watched him when he first got the PSG a little bit. But in the last couple of years, I just see highlights. Messi in the last year or so, they're not trying to go to midfield. They're trying to be like, yo. We here. We're not trying to run all the way up and get the yo. We're here. Get it to us, and we're gonna go take off. So you got to make them stretch out. You got to make them stretch out. Those legs ain't as young as they used to be. And I will say that if you if you go back and watch how did because this is the game that I think of when how do you beat Messi with Barcelona? How did Liverpool come back from O three down when when no, a couple of years ago Champions League semifinal when they came back from O three down and won four zero, they bullied. Yeah, you got to. They bullied him. Like, Andy Robertson was – he would, like, take out Messi, and then as Messi was standing up, would push him back down to the ground when the ref wasn't looking. It's like, yeah, no, that's yeah. how you do it. You frustrate and, them. And one of the reasons why Neymar doesn't play for Brazil as much is because when Neymar plays with Brazil, he plays pressing out so far that it becomes one-on-one ball the entire time. And his teammates aren't engaged, and he doesn't know how to play controlled unless he can Well, they also free. refuse to start th- their, uh, you know, number nine that – can facilitate to the wingers but that's that, because that's because that's Neymar yeah. wants the ball on his foot and I think that you got to force so you got to either force um PSG to play hero ball as they would say in the NBA or you got to force them to come out and guard and actually stand up to the pressure because they they're going to score like I think that's one of the if you're gonna be like we're shutting them down you're stupid you're not going to shut them down but you got to make yeah. them work you got to make them work the entire game that's really what yeah, you gotta, gonna fly. You, gotta, you know, you just got to control possession yeah. as much as you can. Because mm-hmm. Neymar is going to flop. Messi the last times that Steph Curry had the ball or Kevin Durant had the ball. Yeah. And we're controlling the pace and flow of the game. Yeah. Now you have a chance. Yeah. And if Sergio Ramos wants to peek up, which he's very much capable of and try to shoot, I'd rather have Sergio Ramos taking a shot than have Neymar getting it to his good foot or Messi getting it to either foot. And trying to take off on me, like you just you gotta pick you you gotta pick your poison. That's what it is. It's like the Warriors. You gotta pick your poison because they're gonna score. But who do you want to score? I rather had Draymond shooting these threes every single time. Every single time. Not even close. Mo, Mo, Mo Spates can spot up all he wants. <laughs> hey, I lay hey, no I six got, Mo Bucks. I know. <laughs> I, I love I my guy, Mo Spates. It's not too many Maurices that have played in the NBA and played for the Sixers who weren't Hall of Famers. Just putting it out there. It's just Maurice Spates. He and spelled Mo it Cheeks. very. He, well, I know Mo Cheeks. I know Mo Cheeks, but you said that aren't Hall of Famers. No, Mo, Mo Spates will make it. He'll eventually get there. You know, that's, that's what we Maurice is. He doing. has a very unique spelling of. Yeah, it's like M A R M A double R double E S E. Yeah, it's like Mar. It's like Spit Maurice. <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah. my Reese, except just with one extra R. It's like German. Maurice. 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 It's like harsh. No, I've, I've, I feel like it would be more German if it was like M A Y. No, like H R E I S. The R E I S. Maurice. R E I. But that's a little close to how the Brits spell uh, Reese, where it's like the Reese Hoskins. But they, if you put the whole Maurice, well, he's got like a so stupid a- spelling of Reese. 
That's how that's how uh some girl I knew at St. Joe's, she was Indian and she grew up in Britain. They spell Reese that way. It's the old English version way of spelling it. Cause she used to tell me why don't you oh, spell well, actually, There's uh Reese Williams who plays for Liverpool. I think that's how he spells it. Yeah. She used to try to have me spell yeah, my is. name like that. And I was like, I'm not British until I found that I was British, but that was years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's he's Welsh, so it might be Welsh. It might be, but she was British. I think it's the old English though, isn't the don't they also? Well, I mean, it's a little bit English. of both. So there was a Reese Williams, who is a Welsh Shakespearean thespian, uh, per Wikipedia, uh, and then there's Reese Williams, the footballer, who is English. Yeah, you're right. Even the uh, the Welsh people, how far and how how close is the like the history of of <laughs> of that country? It's not that that old to not think that the Brits were like or the English were like, hey, you can have that little piece of land. <laughs> Just shut up. Let's see. Formation. I mean, it's been around a long time, but also like if if uh England got real sick of them, it ain't gonna be around too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> they probably like, yeah, you can have your own country, but you gotta use our language. So yeah, like how many how many square miles is it? I'm curious. 8,000 square miles. Light work. Square mileage of Texas. Yep, that's about right. Okay. <laughs> What's this? Let's try Rhode Island. <laughs> I like how Rhode Island's like a go-to just to like figure out something. Now I'm just going to do square mileage of Massachusetts. Comfort, like a couple thousand square miles more than Wales. Isn't that crazy? And as we all know, Massachusetts is a very large state. Speaking of, you know, this, this is one of those like, this is like a high thought, but I heard it on a podcast. Are you okay. familiar with Trash Island out yes. in the Pacific? Mm-hmm. Have you heard the estimates on size? No. What would you say the small estimate is on how big it is? And what would you say the large estimate is? Am I comparing it to other places or am I comparing yeah. it in Country, like square c- footage? States, countries. Okay. Yeah. The small part of it? Yeah. I'll say the small part of it might be the size of one of the Carolinas. Okay. What would you say the large end is? The large end? Two Texases. Okay, the small end is Texas. <laughs> Are you ready for the large end? Make sure you're sitting down. <laughs> is it Canada? Russia. Wow. South <laughs> Asia. We wonder why the Earth has problems. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's worse for the Earth? I want to keep staying on this topic. What's worse for the Earth? Trash islands, which it should be islands, but trash island or trash archipelago. Or the Snake Isles of Brazil. You know, it is an island off of um, Sao Paulo where literally nobody's allowed to go but scientists because it's just full of snakes that we don't know how to manage. So we just let nah, them. That's dope. That's dope. <laughs> like, that's basically Jurassic Park. We're just like, yeah, we know that's there, but. Uh... Yeah, but that's just <laughs> like, oh, when the aliens come and we're like, we need to stab them in the back. You're like, let me show you. Let's go on a tourist vacation. Let me show you what the creatures are like here. In my mind, snakes. No, and no eels that's where are you very, take the. See, no, snakes and eels. 
Snakes yeah, and eels are very close. In my mind, these snakes are just going to mutate enough to learn how to swim all the way to Brazil, and then everybody's going to be fucked. That's possible. But <laughs> possibly, but fuck them. <laughs> this is the version of of like what we used to do in like the Cold War and World War II, mm-hmm. where we just dropped XL condoms marked medium. When the aliens come, like, oh, show us your like what kind of animals live here. That's where you take them. Be like, oh, we don't want to mess with them because they have all of this. It's a good point. I mean, that's a good point. Unless aliens, I don't think they're are... going to be threatened by Trash Island. I mean, like these people are fucking idiots. Un- un- unless, unless all the aliens have asthma and the Trash Island fucks up their respiratory system and then they pass out. What if? What if, what if all of our aliens are venom proof? They don't give a fuck about these snakes. Then, then <laughs> we know like, oh, we're fucked. Cute. Either way, we're learning something. Listen, I did, I was watching Joe Rogan earlier this week, and in what was it? It was in Brazil. They found like a fucking 35 foot uh anaconda. Um, anaconda. That's fucking crazy, son. The, like it is crazy when you think about how big 35 feet is. 35 feet big as shit. <laughs> Three regulation basketball hoops. Dude, that anaconda probably could have ate a car. Like that shit is so big yeah. that is like like it's unf- like think about this, right? We look at people who are six foot one as like mutants. He's like, yo, you're kind of big, dude. Like, what you been doing? 35 feet a comfortable six of them dude that's ins- imagine if you're on a imagine if you're like dirt you're like mountain biking and you just see this this thick thing moving in the brush and you're just like huh i wonder what that is and you jump over it you think you got away you go one mile out, and that's where like- its head is <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking petrifying like at that point, all right, this is a question for you. Is, but here's the thing. But I've always been this way. I realize there's a lot of shit that should really scare me. I am so still so fascinated by the animal kingdom. Like I find my more appreciation in it. I'm not. I, but I, I think there's also a beautiful humility and understanding. I'm not the most powerful thing out there. I'm not afraid of probably anything in this world. Things do catch me. I'm like, oh, you caught me. You got me a little bit shook on that. But think about this. I just looked it up. It was 33 feet. My bad. I gave it two extra feet. 33 Larry feet. bird of snakes. 400 kilograms. I don't know about you. And this is going to lead us into our other conversation. I learned that I thought about this and I was like, huh, how many times should you have died because of you? Part of me feels like if I come in contact with any anaconda, I don't care if it's one foot or the 33 it's my foot. Fault. It's my fault. It's on well, me. Well, like, this is like this is like when I was I was down the Cape, had some buddies from St. Joe's up. Um, Jimmy, who, you know, I'll expose him for anyone listening that knows him. Uh, we were going to the Bayside at low tide. Um, for those that don't know, you can walk out like a mile before you're going to hit like actual consistent waves at that point. And he's like, I'm not going in the water. I'm scared of shark attacks. And I was like, here's the thing. If you get attacked by a shark where we're going to be, it is exclusively your fault. I feel you. I feel, I'm going to take it one step further, Ivan. There's no such thing as a shark attack. You know why? Because that's their living room. Motherfuckers walk through your living room. You're probably going to attack them, too. Here's the thing. You see a seal like moving around a little sketchy. Get out of the water. Yeah. If a, if a shark swam up, you saw that lightning, swam up onto the beach, 
drove to McDonald's and started biting people in the drive through. That's a shark I'd be like, yo, that's that's fucked up. Yeah, that's a shark attack. Like, God damn, these sharks are attacking out here. If we go oh, into they their attack you on your attack. surfboard in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, that's not a shark attack. You this is only you. Like if I run into an anaconda, I'm a shark somewhere. Yeah, you I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere that's not my habitat. If I run into an anaconda, that's on me. That's on yeah, me. If I'm I don't the, care if it's a vacation. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's because we write the news. You know, I, I won't I won't say everything. If you fall into a enclosure at a zoo, mm-hmm. that's on you. Mm-hmm. Simply survival of the motherfucking fittest. Simply, that snake weighed eight hundred and eighty-two pounds. If you round up. That's on me if I can't get away from that. If I if I'm like, huh, I wonder what this building is in the grass. That's on me. I don't need to explore that. I can go back home. I don't need to be out here. Whatever that snake yep. is doing, they're obviously living their best life because it grew to 33 feet and it weighs almost a thousand pounds. They yep. figured it out. I don't yeah. need to be and part pe- of that. People people joke about that when it's like, what do you do if you see this spider in your home? It's like I move out. That's his house now. People joke about that with spiders. Yeah. We're people talking about a 33 foot snake. And, and the other thing about anacondas, there's no venom. There's no venom in an anaconda. You're going to die thing slow. Is gonna, yeah, I think it's going <laughs> to you. <laughs> you dying slow, cuz. Like, it's done yeah. for you. They're going to probably swallow you whole, and you're going to yep. suffocate inside of them. Or there's they're going to break you down. There's small-ass ones that eat deer. Yes. Yes. Snakes are nuts. Yes. And, and here's the other thing about snakes. Care. Because, you know, it's like squirrels are like this, too. The, the animals you need to fear the most about taking over the world to a degree are the ones that have been around for tens of millions of years mm-hmm. and have never really had to adapt. No. They're they like, never nah, we got to figure it out. Yeah. They're like, why do you know that Do you know that a squirrel can uh, land a fall or jump from any height? That doesn't surprise me. No. None of that surprises like, me. No, we're chilling. 100%. I used to have iguanas as pets. Those are dinosaurs. If yeah. after after five thousand years of humans being humans in this type of form, iguanas still are iguanas. They're the ones that got it out. They're fine. We're the ones that need to step it up. And I think that you got we got to. I think that we don't respect animals because we don't respect sure the earth. Not. So we don't respect animals. We literally to put like, them in zoos to like look at them and point at them. Insane. We put them and in we prison. We give ourselves way too much credit for like who what we're capable of. That's why I ate that stingray raw with its bones and his and his and his uh with his bones and his cartilage because of Steve Irwin. R.I.P. Man, he respected the animals and that punk ass stingray got him on his day off. So I had to, you know, what I'm but saying he, combat that. If Steve Irwin was, you know, if he had survived it, he would have been like, yeah, I was yeah. in its, <laughs> I was in its habitat. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. So for me, I, when I look around and I see people attack, I don't. I usually rarely feel bad. Like that lady who lost her face because she was trying to hang out with a monkey. Why are you trying to hang out with a monkey? You ever realize monkeys are monkeys are like basically they're carved that's out of like why, wood. That's why Jane Goodall is a superhuman. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. Like you ever think about this, right? Think about how whack we are as a species. I know I say this a lot off air, but our brains rattle around in our skulls. So we can't even, we can't even start and stop quickly without getting whiplash. So that's the first thing. We can't even start and stop quickly. We're so faulty. It's We're crazy. so faulty. Our body is mainly soft, right? And we allegedly evolved from, from apes. If you look at an ape, gorillas weigh, like some gorillas weigh less than 200 pounds. These motherfuckers can rip trees out of the ground. And yeah, they mainly like, eat. They, they, mainly they eat live leaves. that scene of Steve Rogers in Age of Ultron just Dude. ripping like yes. wood logs in half. That is a gorilla. And they mainly eat 
leaves and bananas. And we have don't give, don't give vegans that much credit. They, no, no, no. I'm not giving vegans that much credit because vegans do it because they want you to know about it. Gorillas don't give a fuck if we notice them. But like, sure. but they, they, they think they, about they, that. They want you to try them and notice them. Even if a gorilla weighed weigh with LeBron James weight, if a gorilla weighed 250 pounds, right? There Come isn't the a UFC. human. There isn't a human who weighs 500 pounds who could lift a, a half of what a gorilla could lift. That's insane to me. That doesn't make sense. Bears can climb trees. They can swim and they run like 20 something miles per hour. 35, I think. Yeah. Sorry. 35 miles per and hour. And they have steak knives on the end of their hands. And we, we, we high five Usain Bolt for running 40 yards really quick sometimes. <laughs> we have a whole TV show right leading up to the NFL draft where all they talk about is how fast this linebacker ran. So, yeah, Von Miller ran a 4-5. You know who else runs a 4 like a 4-1? <laughs> Bear. And he's six times the size. You did, and he's not going to be tired after it. That's no, what's he just so should be hungry wild. and pissed off. So I'm going to ask you, if you had to die from any animal that's a wild animal, which death would be the worst and which death would be the easiest for you? I know which is the worst for me. It's easy. It's always the same answer. Um, The worst, the worst, the worst. I mean, surely it's got to be like slow burning snake venom. Mm, that's a good one. That's how you pretty slow. The other one that I thought of just because it happened recently up here is being swallowed by a whale mm. that doesn't actually like eat meat. So like you're still aware inside the whale. So you just drown off of his like bile. Sort of. Yeah, that's rough. Th- this that's one happened rough. to spit this dude back out. But because like they, they don't like that, like they eat plankton. So like they don't want to have like a 200 pound human inside them. How like, much if of, it goes down that way, you're fucked. How big of a piece of trash do you feel if the whale spits you out and just walk and just swims away? Like, not you. Like, do you feel rejected or are you happy about it? I think I'd be pretty happy that I get to live. That's pretty dope. Um, the one, I, the one I'd be well rejected. Okay. I'm trying to think what the one I'm be most OK with. My my first inclination is a killer whale because mm-hmm. they've always been like my favorite animal and they're the fucking shit. Um, but also they're not like a particularly like kind animal when it comes to that. Like they fuck mm-hmm. up great whites. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know that that'd be a fun one. Um, I didn't say fun. I said the one you'd be most okay with. <laughs> I mean, a human, a human with a gun. Does that count? Yeah. I would feel some kind of way if a human got me, man, because I feel like That's we're true. not that dope. Like, it's just like, <laughs> oh, you, you ran me over like you bitch ass. motherfucker. I, oh, oh, I know my answer. I would want to be killed by an animal that we've previously thought was extinct. Like there's one left. Like a woolly man just comes out. A yeah. Saber tooth tiger <laughs> yeah. just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> but but I don't, it can't be the one from Ice Age because he's kind of corny. No offense you to imagine- Larry. You imagine if like a saber tooth came out of nowhere and then he like killed you with it with like a headbutt, but not the big ass tusks. It's <laughs> just being like, yeah, no, I'd, I'd feel disrespected. <laughs> the one that I'll be most OK with is by like a jellyfish getting electrocuted in the water. Like that's one. It'll look pretty dope Two jellyfish. I think people don't think about how vicious they really are. And like you'd be back in the water. They and- look so cool and peaceful. Yeah, and part of it is they might kill you and then keep bringing you back to life because it's electrodes. <laughs> like, ah, ah. So like that's a that's a story for that's a time that you could tell the one 
that I would feel the worst you can, about. If that happens, you you can you're like ne- you can never leave that beach. Like you just have to live on that beach and tell oh, that sure. story over and over and over again, right? Yeah, I'll be like Tom Hanks for sure. This is my this is this is home. Just build a bar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here, baby. I might even take up the name of a jellyfish. Like I don't even know what the scientific name is, but that might be part of my name. The one that I'll feel the worst about, and you you should have you should you should notice already. It's the animal that I believe you can't see this animal, notice animal exist and believe in God. Hyenas. Mm. Like there's zero chance. Anteater. No, hyenas, dude. Hyenas, one, they usually go for your nuts first. So like they're not even trying to give you a kill shot. They try to they trying to slowly fuck you up. And then sometimes they go for your ass next. And then the whole time I've been peeping emasculation. Dude, peep this the whole time you hear. Like they're laughing as they're oh, trying I'd to start eat you. swinging. I'd be like, "You're gonna have to speed this process <laughs> up because I'm I'm swinging." Dude, and they run in packs, so you know it's not a hyena. It's hyenas, yes. and their jaws are the strongest bite in all of the animal kingdom. That that's why I think I think the worst one would be if you get the omega uh, hyena, the one that's like is actually on its own, and they still are the one that gets you. Could you imagine they bite one of your testicles off? It's just like you motherfuckers <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be, you've definitely said that one before. That's a tough Dude, one. I think because hyenas, they that can't you can't know what a hyena does and believe in God. Like I just refuse to believe it. You can't say that's one of God's creatures. That's a demon that's, dog. You, if it's one of God's creatures, it was a prank. It as as Chris Rock said, experiment, bro. As Chris Rock said, that's bullshit. God makes mistakes. A porcupine, something that's soft with also needles, mistake. Mississippi M I S S steak. <laughs> and hyenas are right there with those. Those are mistakes. Those are accidents. Those are like the those are like the first editions that you didn't mean to like get out to the presses. He was like, shit, I meant to keep this in heaven. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that was the beta version of a domestic dog. Yup, that was that was the COVID. You know what I mean? And when I slipped through the labs, I mean that didn't exist. That came from nature. Yeah, exactly. Um, so how many times do you think you should have died because of you? Who are should have died? Uh, I think less should have died, but could have died. Um, I think that it, I think it's like for me when I was, I was going through this over the last two weeks and I think the number is rather high, but I don't know what's high. Like, I think that the number is over 20, but under 40. Like, where it's just like, like you got into the car with somebody who was driving. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's an interesting one, because it's like you could argue that every time you've driven like over 90, Mm -hmm. that's one. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm counting those. Okay. Not even over 90. Anytime you've driven over the speed limit significantly, you like, oh, it's a 45, but I'm going like 30 over. Yeah. Yeah. Like (laughs) 30 over. I'm I'm going 75 and a 45. I'm trying to bang out. Like, it's like. So I'm counting all of those. Okay. Um, I'm counting the ones where like I've blacked out and nothing has really happened, but like you don't have a memory and you don't know how you got from point A to point B. I think that anything could happen there. I think even when you get into um, you get into a car with somebody who's driving reckless, but you don't ever leave. Like I've never met anybody who got out of a car from somebody driving reckless. We just be like, yo, chill out or put your seatbelt. Like we kind of try to talk them out of it. Uh, I used to play chicken in high school with semi trucks without a car. So counting those times. So I'm going to go over yeah, I think 20, that works. Yeah. Over 20 under 40. And I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I don't know what it would, what a clean, I don't know what percentage of it is me really almost causing myself to die or, or life is just life. And that's what happens in life. Like it's like, I've been in car accidents before 
and none of them were my fault. But like, is that if I would never drove that way, or if I would have like not chose to go out, or if I would have maybe played a little bit safer, maybe I wouldn't be in those accidents. So I'm not sure what percentage of it is life happens and people almost die every day, B, or I'm out here and I'm still alive somehow. I mean, I I think that's a fair number. Like you're 30 years old. Mm-hmm. If there's one for every year that you've been alive, I think that's probably reasonable to a degree. Oh, street fights. I've been in street fights. Yeah, I mean, like, I think mine's less, but I think a lot of that is just the nature of my upbringing as well, that I wasn't exposed to certain things as early as you were. I'm not even counting the ones that have nothing to do with me, like shootouts or shit. But you, if you had to count, like, all of the ones where, like, you were over drinking, you were fine, you were over drinking. But when you drink so much sometimes that anything could like happen because you're not alone. being as yeah. aware you're, or you're left yeah. alone or you brown out or blackout. <laughs> If you count all of those, it's a, how it's a high is your number? number. That, and um, I think that's what it is for me because I'm right like, closer closer to your number, like because I'm counting to those too. I'm counting yeah. those too. I think that's what so it is. probably. I don't know that I would get as high as forty. Maybe like twenty to thirty. That range. Twenty to thirty. Yeah. Eight, Eighteen to thirty-three. <laughs> what are you, uh, Joe Rogan's go, audience? You Joe, the classic demographic. Yeah. Joe Rogan's core audience: eighteen to thirty. Yeah. 18 to 33 year old white men. Yeah. <laughs> Midwest white men who don't know about vaccinations. Correct. I think, do you think that's a healthy number? Because to me, part of the reason why I think I'm still alive, even through like crazy experiences, is because I think you learn how to survive the more you go through things. And if you're too sheltered and you never experience anything, I think you're more likely to lose your composure, which actually could cause you. To no, that's worse. what I'm saying. I, I think there's a balance to it. Like, I don't think that, like, if you do it all the time, you're putting yourself in a good situation. But, like, I feel like we're at a number where it's, like, I will be better suited to dealing with a similar issue than someone who's in, like, the low teens Mm -hmm. to single digits if we were put in the same situation tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I've been on an actual date where, you know, I'm not going to say anybody from this podcast may or may not have been walking up a busy street with their shirts open, pushing a shopping cart, singing right. to the stars. Um, Gotta get and, groceries. And, and when I say like they were walking in the street, the place I was at closed at two and it wasn't even close to two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we weren't far from home. I was watching. I was but, in my vehicle. What are you talking about? And the, <laughs> and the, funny, the funny part was, there was a lot of sidewalk available. Like, it wasn't like you. <laughs> I love the sidewalk. Both sides. Both sides. I was sitting there. And then like I was, I was going, like, I don't think I could have been more in the middle of the street. Dude, that was, no. You were in, you was like in the middle of the street where like the lanes changed. It was, it was, it was, it was like, like I measured it. It was like I measured it. And it was like, how can I get directly? Like, honestly, I don't think a car would have hit me because then they would have been not in their lane. <laughs> like the i think i was on I was like lit. the third sidewalk i was on the third sidewalk there's still oh. like in no man's land between two cars Dog, that was so funny because when y'all were leaving to go to because that was so because i sat through the whole thing so i'm outside that was a date. wednesday I think it, was a, it, was yeah, a, it was a regular day outside it, well it was date. a bayou night it was a bayou night yeah you gotta get those those uh one dollar wings or whatever it was but no, like, dollar drinks yeah. dollar drinks two dollar crabs or whatever but 
Um, so like I'm I'm on this, but date. it's half I'm off. To, it's half I'm off. I'm trying to remember which what person it was, but like I'm on this date and like I hear y'all, so I turn around I'm like, oh, I know them. Those are the homies. I hug each one of y'all when y'all go to the bar. I'm still <laughs> sitting with this woman. I think it was. No, me, two hours later. I don't think we dapped it up going down. No, we did. I think we, but we had mad people with us. Like we had the girls with us. Yeah, too. I know. Mary was. I hugged Mary. I dapped oh, you up. You? I hugged, like I literally was like, oh, what's going on? Because like, <laughs> where I was at was literally half a block from your house. So oh, like, wait, oh, shout out to Hilltown. Talk about some good wings. Shout good, out to Hilltown. Happy good hour. Sandwiches, good wings. Nice. You know what I had once that was like sneaky good for a place like that? The meatloaf. It's like actually meatloaf slabs. <laughs> yeah. Dude, they got like they got like corned beef egg rolls or something. They're good. Oh, like they don't next, fuck next time up. I'm in Philly, we're going to Hilltown. That's fine. I'm always down for some Hilton. I'm always down for Hilltown, some Hilltown. Get some uh roses across the street. Ooh. That's what you gotta do, and then finish the weekend off with some chubs. You know, we out here, man. Mouth watering. Like literally my mouth is watering. Like yeah. I can't just go there today. <laughs> I I'm I'm telling you, I, I got some tests and stuff coming up, you know, for the job and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the, I, I almost did it this weekend, <laughs> if not for the fact that I have to dog sit or, or no, I almost did it last weekend. If not for the fact that I forgot I was working OT Saturday when I got out of work Friday, I was like, should I just drive to Philly? And I was like, oh, no, I can't. But I was like, I'm going to start doing that for sure. Because the, the dope thing is on my schedule. By the time I get there, y'all are just getting out of work, maybe yeah yeah and, and and it's not far you know what i mean that's why i was that's why I like when fox lived in new england it was just always like all right cool so let me know when we going up or when you coming it's down. way easier than being in texas yes yes sir so speaking of texas yeah everything that's happening what states to the black beast by the way huh oh i wasn't going to talk about that i was going to you know like, shuffle you can't, we can't bring up texas and and not but now what we're done states, talking about it, so go ahead. What states are going to rescind from the Uniteds with this whole new COVID variants and a possible shutdown coming again? See, Texas is one of the weird ones. So, like, um, they're the only state that's already allowed to fly their state flag at the same height as the U.S. flag. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Um, their governor would probably like to secede. Um you know, I could make a really shitty joke about him not standing for anything, but that's because he's disabled and that feels in poor taste, but he's also a bad person. So, um, but because of the influx of tech jobs and everything there, it's much more of a transplant state than it ever was before. I think there's plenty of states that would want to. Like, I think Mississippi would probably be like, yeah, we're out. But like, where's Mississippi going to go? Mississippi was never in. I think that they've all. <laughs> yeah. think we've, they've, we've just let them be the little like redheaded stepchild. Yeah. They've been in purgatory since the Civil War ended. It's like, I guess. They, we're I don't there. know that they know it's over. They don't know. They think it's just an intermission, man. I'm telling you, I told you, we need to get rid of Florida. We Minor setback for a major comeback. That's how they're looking at it. <laughs> we need to bring in Puerto Rico as a full state. Shit, I'll take Mexico. I'm like, yeah, you know what? We we fuck Mexico up. Let's make them better. Let's, let's, let's fix this whole situation with the cartels in Mexico. It's our fault. Let's just lean hard yeah, we into can it. trade a couple provinces in Canada for Florida. No, nah, Canada don't want to fuck with us. I think Mexico still wants to fuck with us. I think Canada just mad that we're touching. I think Canada just. We'll, we'll I think. Just them, I think when we'll global give them warming, Florida for Cancun. I think. When, I think when when uh, global warming was happening, Canada was low key hoping that we were going to detach from them. Like I think they were like, "Ooh, is this the time that Pangea happens again? Like, where we should just break." Yeah, what if we just take some scissors and cut through? 
I think Canada has been plotting on us. I think Canada probably has laid explosives all around the border and just been waiting for the right time to blow them bitches. Hey, maybe that's why they're starting in Detroit and just kind of working their way east and west from there. Dude, I think that is going to be if, – if we have to shut they, down – They could the steal Montana. We wouldn't even notice. I mean, they do have basically the same wildlife. <laughs> like, and, oh. and they've probably trained them. Yeah, they probably like, I thought this was Winnipeg. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that? Another country's like, oh, my bad. I thought this was ours. This is in Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs> So many Grizzlies never played here? Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bibby tenure. You know, we forget. Shout oh, out to Big man. Country. Shout out to Big Country, man. Brian Reeves and my man, White Chocolate. Um, do you think that America can handle a shutdown again? Like, will, will the people completely rebel? Because it was semi-rebellion happening. What do you think I, will happen? I think there's absolutely again? still rebellion. Um, it's crazy that a public health issue has become like such a politicized issue. issue. Yeah. When it's really not. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to refuse it based on like, I think there's plenty of people that are refusing to take it now that if Donald Trump said, take the vaccine would take it tomorrow. Hmm. So I think it's the nature of misinformation that's going out. It's like people are like, oh, but it's not FDA approved. Like, yeah, that looks like that's going to happen within like two weeks. Like, so that's not an excuse. And, you know, people are going to keep finding excuses for why they can't do it or why they won't do it. Um, but very little of that is based in full truth. Like the other thing is like, I can understand that it feels rushed, but it's like, how did every other like, you know, who wouldn't be complaining about this? All the people that died of every other pandemic in global history where they couldn't they didn't have the modern medicine to create a vaccine. I mean, they probably had medicine to create it, but I mean, like the Spanish flu. I don't know what they had back then. I mean, it is one of those things where, you know, the money is in the treatment, not the cure. Oh, so it, oh, it for sure. Is. If the entire sure world is. was like, yeah, we got to figure this out. But it's Probably like, it, it, what's it crazy is like people are like, I'm not getting that. I don't trust what, what's being put in my body. It's like, are you checking what's in the flu shot every year? Like, no, you're not. They're like, oh, you're going to vaccinate your kids? Yeah. Then what's wrong with this one? Like, you don't know what's in any of those. That's the other thing. People are like, oh, they're going to track us. Do you have a phone? They're mm -hmm. tracking you if they want to. Like, and I believe crazy, the government. Like, I think the government been tracking me for a long time anyway, so that don't really move me. And I know people who do illegal drugs, so you can't look me in my face and say that and be like, "You just did cocaine off a stripper's ass last night." Like, don't don't talk to me, man. It's crazy. But on the flip side of it, though, why do we care that much? Like, this is America. At the end of the day, you do have the right of choice, allegedly, um, to a certain extent. Why do we care when those specific people, and I'm not wishing this on anybody as a person who's immune, immunocompromised, why do we care when they die? Like, why is it such Rival a big story? Yeah, like, honestly speaking, like, if that's what you want to do and then you die, why should my the, days The die? problem with the people that don't want to get the vaccine is it's not about them not wanting to get the vaccine. Not being willing to be forced to get the vaccine. No, it's not about that either. It What my issue is with them is... <clears throat> They want to tell you that they're not getting the vaccine more than they actually want to not get the vaccine. So they're vegans. 
Yes. Like if if they just went about their day and didn't get it, I would disagree with it. But it is what it is. I again, the country of choice. I can't force you to do something that you don't want to do. But yes, you when you're insufferable, well, yeah, you can't. Oh, you know, yeah, that's the other thing. People are like, oh, my, can't be my company's making me do this. It's a private company. Well, welcome to capitalism. Um, but it's like I. I the, it's it feels like more of something where they want to tell you that they're not getting it more than they don't want to get it. And that's where I think they're wrong. If that makes sense. It's like, you, you know, you're not here to be to just not want to do it. You're here to argue why you don't want to get it. You know, so it's like, I don't know, like it just feels like a weird thing where it's like, OK, you want to have like some power and control in this situation and you want to be so anti-establishment adamant and um, disobedient to what the experts are telling you but you're not actually worried about your health you just want to make it clear that you're anti what the government is telling you and that that just feels like you're taking it from the wrong angle at that point but that that goes back to the point that i said earlier why do we care like like honestly speaking um you, as they say, never argue from a fool because from a distance, you can't tell who is who. Mm-hmm. One of the sayings that I made up over the pandemic, specifically for the place I work at, I was like, don't make sense out of nonsense. Don't try to make sense out of nonsense because you'll end up broke. Like, why, why do we care about, like, if we don't agree with their actions, right? And we know that their actions, no matter what they tell us, or we believe no matter what they tell us, is not going to make sense to us. Why do we care? Like at yeah, the I end of the with, day, I with like the approach that they tell you to take with bullies, it's like I'm just not gonna engage in it. You do you. Yeah, Sun Tzu. The easiest way to win a war is to not engage. Like yeah. it just, it's just like I don't know why we're feeding the fodder. I don't know why. Like there's been anti-vaxxers if it bleeds, vaccines. It bleeds, yeah, because people are tied into meat. You know, the overconsumption of media, and that's always presented from a negative viewpoint. But it's gonna bleed on either anyway, side. Though. But it's going to bleed anyway, because more than likely, if you don't get the vaccine, you have a higher chance of dying. So there's blood's going to be there, point blank, period, whether people get vaccinated or not. So it's like one of these things where, like, why do we care what fools have to say? And when I mean fools, I don't mean fools just because you don't want to get vaccinated. I mean fools as in you don't have a legitimate reasoning why you don't want to get vaccinated. And when I mean legitimate, right. I mean based on some type of fact. That's what I mean by legitimate. Not what you feel, facts over feelings. That's what I'm saying here. Um, and I'm a person who only reason I got vaccinated as early as I did is because I had a, a brother's wedding and he he kind of begged me, his family being like, yo, please get vaccinated, man. We don't want anything to happen to you. And then his mom is a doctor and she and I talked to her about it deeply. So it was like one of these things where I did it, it screwed me up, but I haven't had COVID ever. So it's like one of those things where I had to take a leap of faith and be like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, we'll see what happens. We'll see what we got to do and try to figure it out from there. And that's just kind of what I think it should be. But if somebody doesn't want to do it, no matter, America is one of the places where the more we give you facts, the more people rebel against the truth. That's just what this country is. That's true. Core. So in place where fact can be turned so easily to opinion that the consumer of said opinion believes to be a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we completely keep arguing about it. And it goes round and round in a circle like Tom chasing Jerry. And then we get weird about like, well, why won't nobody listen? Everybody's listening, but people don't care. So either we got to not care as well, 
or we got to not have as much freedom. Which one do you want? I don't think there's a middle ground. Yeah, I'm a big middle ground person somewhere, but this is one of those tough ones where, yeah, I don't know that there is one because eventually the same pulling factors mm-hmm. are still going to do what they do. I think I went to school, elementary school at least. I think I went to, went to school with students who didn't get vaccinated because their family didn't vaccinate. This has been a forever problem in our lifetime. It just is. Yeah, that's why, like, if you're going to, you know, like, I was talking, I had a friend of mine who's anti-vaccine who had COVID, who, like, still is like, yeah, it's not really anything. And I was like, first of all, no. It's, and he was like he, like, he wanted to refuse that he was sick ever. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's okay that you were sick. He was like, no, I just had a cold. I was like, no, you fucking had COVID, dude. And, like, it's crazy because we were asking him, like, we were just kind of prodding. We were like, are you going to vaccinate your kids? And he's like, yeah. And I was like. Don't you want to be I, here for I, your kids? <laughs> but like, I not even that, but like, I can't process then how you wouldn't want to just get a vaccine. Like, you don't know what that vaccine is giving them or, or you, mm-hmm. but you still get most vaccines year to year or every other year or whatever the the normal doctor prescribed time frame is. But suddenly now you're not listening to the doctors. Mm hmm. And it's like, I just can't fathom listening to talking heads more than talking to people that this is their life's work. And I think that's where I reside in. Where like, why am I having a debate with a yeah. English teacher in middle school about COVID? Like, why, like why, why, why do I need to hear what you have to say? And why do you want to hear what I have to say? Neither one of us are experts. We're going to live our lives how we want to. But when we talk about healthcare professionals and we're talking about people who work in the cities and all this other stuff. And people are telling you, no, you should do that. Like only a fool, as they say, the, the uh, what's the old saying? Um, only a fool represents himself in trial. Like, it's just like, I'm not going to be my own doctor. Like just being real, I'm not gonna be my own doctor. So if if I if I if I and if you're gonna do any of those things, go all in and do it all. That's cool. Just handle yourself. You're gonna realize it's not possible. Yeah, because if I lose this trial, I go to prison for life, not you. So why do you care how I defend myself? So I'm like, go ahead, do what you gotta do. And I get the I get the argument that if we don't get to a certain threshold, then none of the vaccination matters. My argument with that would be that make better vaccines. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like at the end of the day, because this this vaccine, from what I know about it, all three of them, it is the only vaccine that we take or have taken in America as of recent that actually doesn't kill what we are trying to, to um, fight. Like the right. other vaccines actively kill the viruses that we like polio, uh, measles, mumps. Right. It and I actively think that's like a it. weird, you know, I think that's, I think like they should be more upfront about that because I mm-hmm. feel like that's something that, the anti you know vaccine people have kind of posed like oh it doesn't actually stop the virus and it's like but it was never supposed to no so like to make sure you I, didn't die right like, <laughs> i agree we should you know dispose of the mistruth if there is one being spread but it's like we, i don't think they ever really acted like this killed the virus but on the flip side of it i can see where they come from too because i know when i got my first shot i felt like i got bamboozled when you get there and they give you the little card that says the fda has not approved this I ain't yeah. never heard that going into it ever. Like I ain't hear nobody say this is not FDA approved, but you still should take it. Never heard that. So you sprung it on me when I'm about to get the shot. So what do you think I'm gonna do? Just leave? Probably not. I've been waiting yeah, on all day. This is where we are. So I see both sides of it. But then the oh, I totally do. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, why do we care what everybody thinks about this? 
Being like able to a, pick your battles is such an important life skill. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I don't know what anybody has. I don't know if I don't know if the person I'm sitting next to on the subway has cancer, HIV. Well, yeah, uh, like we uh, talked measles. about, you know, in the last couple episodes, mad people have like dangerous STDs that we don't know about that we never ask about. Listen, man, I told you motherfuckers be fucking through the HIV and worried about the pregnancy. They be like, you you want a pill? Uh yeah, but I got I got herpes. I didn't nope, ask you that. Nah, I said, yeah, are you no. in a pill? Motherfuckers will go gamble with their balls to and but as soon as you say kid, they're like, <gasps> and I think COVID is the same way. COVID is like, it's not like, hey, listen, do you have COVID? It's like, are you dying? No, then who cares? It's like, well, you know, you can lose your lung functionality. Um, you can get blood clots, you can do like all oh, whatever the symptoms may be or what could happen. They're like, no, fuck that. Am I dead? No, then keep it going. But like, like I tell you everybody, you know what they say, don't kill you, make you stronger. I don't think I've never met a strong person in a coma. So take it how you live, do what you want to do with it. And I know I have never asked anybody. I've never physically seen anybody STD printout that their doctor has given them, nor do I know anybody besides me who actually gets to print out. So you think I'm asking people for their COVID card? I'm just assuming that you're doing the right thing. I'm keeping my shit moving because I'm doing the right thing. So funny that we're like, yeah, never assume. Most of our life is assumptions. Everything is an assumption. Every we talked about this, I think, two episodes ago, where it's like, oh, like every, driving. Yeah, you're assuming. Oh that my gosh! But by the way, I was thinking about this because I, I was bringing that up with my family. So I've been in the car with both my parents since that mm-hmm. point, and we were talking about it more. And I was like, it is, you know, you take it one step further. Murderers stop at red lights. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Like they've done like the worst crime that you can <laughs> arguably do. And like at a four-way stop with no cop, they're gonna stop. It's like it's crazy yeah. that they that street rules still get followed. Dude, even for I, people that break every other law. I was saying this to one of my students, sadly enough. It was a young black woman. And I looked at it and I was like, isn't it crazy that we will kill like people in the hood will will actively, without hesitation, pull a gun on anybody who looks like us, right? And then when the cops come, they run. Like, I'm not advocating for cops to get killed or get shot or anything, but I'm not advocating for me to get shot or killed or anything. But I think it's interesting psychologically. That, There's so much interesting sociology dude, and psychology. To I like, have never heard of any white people getting killed in North Philadelphia who went to Temple. You're in, you're in North. You're probably living in North. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of... Drunk walking around, yeah. Dude, I've never heard of uh, Brent... Brent and Michelle were slain today on the North Philadelphia street. Like I've never heard that. And it's wild because if you think about it, statistically speaking, just statistically speaking, it should happen. Even if you're not the target, Oh yeah. but it doesn't usually. So it's wild that we know who we can do things to and against. And then somehow, like you said, with the red light psychologically, like can't cross that line. And it's like, <laughs> you did something worse already. Yeah, it's crazy to me. It's wild. It's like my family members who are Muslim and they'd be like, you're rich. You can't be in pork. I'm like, I know you killed somebody. You just got out. And you talking about pork chops? I feel like the murder <laughs> thing. <laughs> you used to sell yeah. crack. It, it, it's Kevin Hart. You ain't uh, about, we ain't about to go past what you said. Like you didn't say what you just said. Yeah. You sold crack. I feel like me like record sausage. Scratch, like, yeah. I feel like <laughs> if Allah is mad at this sausage, how does he feel about crack cocaine? Like, I yeah. just feel you tell me mind. I can't have scrapple now. No, so like, it's funny how the things that people hold on to and hold like you can't go past like that a moral way. principle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like I have seen not anybody I know personally, but I've watched 
crime documentaries where somebody will rape somebody or molest somebody. And then they'd be like, can you believe you didn't write me in a will? I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I just think about it. It's like, I guarantee this is just, uh, there's no statistical way to prove this beyond just reasonability. There's for sure someone that's killed someone, put them in the trunk of their car, driven around, stopped at, you know, and drove completely legally. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's probably happening as we speak. Yes. There's people who have killed, mo- there's serial killers walking around who still pay their taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Not messing with the IRS. Dog, if I'm going to be a criminal, I'm going to be a criminal criminal. Like, I'm living dirty, dirty. Like, you're going to just crazy. be like, for real. Like, I know, I know, my, I know my mind state. If I'm going to go for it, I'm going for all of it. Like, don't look me in my face and be like, hey, don't, we're doing credit card fraud. I'm like, why are we not taking down an armored truck? Are we in this or are we out of this? Like, in my mind, I will go to that extreme. I've watched this town seven times. I got this shit covered. Like, but it's it's wild, man. And I think those are social constructs, though. It's kind of like what you said about Texas, about there's just such a mentality and a mindset down there that, like, there's more people in Texas with guns than without guns who can legally carry. And there's more, there's more tigers. Yeah, in, in America. State, in the state yeah. of Texas. Than in the rest of the world combined. Yeah. And you know what we don't hear about? Tigers randomly killing motherfuckers. You know why? You know they should. It's a, it's a normal day of life. As, as Chris Rock would say, when a tiger attacks, a tiger ain't go crazy. The tiger went tiger. That's what tigers do. You know, yeah. but because it's normal and we know that it's normal, it's never ostracized. It's never something that's weird, even though it probably should be. Like most mass shootings, I mean, I mean, you got Waco, but like most mass shootings don't happen in Texas. Yep. Like that's like... And I'm not saying that I'm super advocate for guns or anything. I mean, I have my license for years, but to me, that says a lot. It's not just about the access. It's about the education and the lifestyle choices around the access that can dictate what's probably going to happen. That's an interesting argument. And I I think we'll probably close on this because I got to go to bed and be up at 430. But we talk about America being this, and, and, you know, this is just an advocation and you're probably someone who can speak better to this as someone that works in higher education. It feels like for a country that allows such open freedom of choice mm-hmm. that people are wildly uneducated to make said choices. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like we give them so much open reign to be like, you make the final choice, mm-hmm. but like we don't actually teach them like what their options are and what the repercussions are of choosing said options. I think that I think I agree with you. And I think that I know we have to close on this, like you said, and this could be a, a conversation for the next pod. But I think the main reason for that is it's not because there's a lack of availability to know what's going on for most people. Some people, people are also taking the choice not to learn. But I was going to say some people only care about their choice. So it's less about not knowing that there's other choices, but not caring enough to know about those other choices. Like if you got your mind made up in America, you kind of got your mind made up in America. Um, Whether it's even, even if it's not fact-based, you know, it's the same thing we talked about before. Like for whatever reason in America, if you're pro something, there's automatically a group who's gonna say you're anti that. It just is what it is. And it doesn't even have to be- Hate black and white. Yeah, I'm pro-black. Are you anti-white? Never said that. Like, like, it's just like- It's like, 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 there's a meme about it, but it's so true. It'd be like, oh yeah, I prefer apples to bananas. And be like, you mm-hmm. hate bananas? I didn't say that. And you didn't even mention pineapples. Mm-hmm. How disrespectful. I was like, that was never part of the conversation. It was yeah. like, and then when you say, well, what about kiwis? I don't fuck with kiwis, so it's okay. 
Hold on. Yeah. I thought I thought we could talk about everything. You know, but yeah, I think I think that the education component in America is very poor. We've been in the 20s my whole life worldwide when it comes to education, but we pretend like we're the top educated place in the world. Um, and we have the best education, and it's just not true. You know, I think that is interesting when you think about it because we could easily tell the truth about everything, but instead we choose to tell our truth about everything. And we act like our truth is the truth. You know, it's it's his story instead of his story. You know, and I think that's a big part of it because if we tell the if we tell people the other choices that they have and we firmly educate, then they probably won't agree with us. So we only that's the other thing is enough. like even in the education system, there's so much stuff that's like left behind closed doors because we're ashamed to show that. Yeah, shit. Even even more simple than that, though. Ivan, even more simply than being ashamed, there's stuff about our education system that we refuse to tell other people because it will actually make them educated. We don't learn how to do our taxes yeah. until we have to do it dog that, that's i've been trying to teach my brother like basic stuff about how the stock market works and stuff because it's like i wish i knew that stuff at 20 but I'm not, I'm not even asking for anything crazy like to have known learned it in high school like i had some finance classes in high school i learned some stuff if i had learned a fraction of what i've learned through work in mm -hmm. finance you know in edu any education system, or if i just knew that it might be worth looking into in all the free time that you have in say college I feel like I would have more money and be better off easily. And the Easy. system is for sure kind of designed in a way to keep you down longer, more dependent on other people. There is no middle class. You're either rich or you're poor. That's what this country is. And that's what it's been even before we said that there's, there's probably has never really been a middle class. There's been a facade of a middle class. Um, and that's just what this whole thing is. It, and that's what the talk, rich people want you to think that there is. Yeah, so then you don't you realize talk, you're poor. Yeah. And if you're talking about the stock market and taxes, in what world does it make sense that the richest people pay the least amount of taxes? That's just what the, the most workarounds. Yeah. It's all yeah. about real estate, baby. That's what the game is, you know, and we, but we don't know that until it's too late. You know what I mean? So like, that's why I'm happy that I got friends like you who are in the financial field that if I need to, once I actually get some, some spending money, I can be like, yo, what should I do with this? Because I'm only 30. Most on average age of a millionaire in America is in their sixties. In theory, I got another thirty years before I can get, before I might even get chance to get to that space. But if I knew stuff like you said in high school and in college, we probably wouldn't even need to work as hard as we do because we'd probably be more well off, you know. But it's a rat yeah. race. It's really a rat race, and we got to be better at it. And we got to teach each other because, as they say in Africa, and I think we should end it on this. As they say in Africa, when an elder dies, it's like an entire library has burned down. We got to do better than that. If an entire library is burning down, then we're doing a disservice to our people. I agree. Educate yourself. Find 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 the mentors that you need. I, I feel like that's something that more people need is mentorship in different fields. Mm -hmm. Or put a motherfucking mask on COVID or not COVID and rob these motherfuckers. Eat the rich, bitch. We out. <laughs>